0: Hello, and welcome to First Week on the Wards OBGYN, a crash course on the basics of obstetrics and gynecology. Our last episode is going to cover postpartum hemorrhage. Postpartum hemorrhage is defined as an estimated blood loss of greater than 1,000 milliliters for either a cesarean or vaginal delivery. The acronym to help you remember the main causes of postpartum hemorrhage is the four T's tone, trauma, tissue, and thrombin. Tone is referring to uterine atony, which we will discuss in detail later, and uterine inversion, a condition in which the uterus inverts and prolapses out of the cervix. In this case, the immediate treatment is replacing the uterus to its right position. The next T, trauma, can be any laceration along the genital tract, whether that be cervical, vaginal, periurethral, that results from the normal trauma of birth, or possibly from an operative vaginal delivery in which particularly forceps are used trauma can also be any degree of tear or from an episiotomy tissue refers to retained placenta or the spectrum of placenta accreta increta and percreta finally thrombin refers to any kind of coagulopathy including DIC the most common cause of postpartum hemorrhage is uterine atony The visual I like to use is a water hose. After the placenta detaches from the uterine wall, all of the blood vessels supplying the placenta must be kinked off. This is accomplished by the contraction of the uterus and the compression of the vessels within the myometrium, among other factors. If this contraction doesn't occur and you have atony, the patient will present with an enlarged, soft, boggy uterus. Risk factors for uterine atony can best be lumped together under the title of things that make the uterus unprepared or unable to contract. These include prolonged, precipitous, or induced labor, grand multiparity, infection, uterine overdistension with polyhydramnios or multiple gestations, and fibroids. For prolonged, precipitous, or induced labor, I imagine that either the muscle of the uterus is tired from a long labor not warmed up in a precipitous labor, or desensitized to the contractive effects of oxytocin in an induced labor. I imagine uterine overdistension as stretching the muscle fibers past their optimum contractile length and making it harder for them to recover back down to a normal size. For grand multi parity, the uterus is just worn out. And finally, fibroids or leiomyomas are disordered abnormal muscle growths that cannot contract appropriately. Treatment of postpartum hemorrhage progresses from interventions that are least invasive and may require escalation to more invasive measures or surgery. Postpartum hemorrhage prophylaxis can be given after delivery with many of the same medications we use to induce IV oxytocin and cytotec per rectum. In addition, Fundal massages are done to stimulate the uterus to contract. If postpartum hemorrhage is suspected, it is important to try and identify potential causes early. To do this, you may palpate the uterus as well as inspect the cervix, vagina, and perineum for lacerations. Lacerations are repaired with suturing. If clots are believed to be within the uterus and impeding it from contracting, a bimanual exam may be used to remove them as well as other tissue. Emptying the bladder can also be useful to help allow for more space within the already cramped pelvis. If the medications we gave after delivery, oxytocin and cytotec are not enough, as well as these other measures that we've talked about, there are additional medications that can be used, including transexamic acid, an antifibrinolytic that prevents clot breakdown, hemabate, and methergine. I had never heard of the latter two when I started on the wards. Hemabate is carboprost a prostaglandin. Methogen is methyl organofine. For these two medications, the most important thing to remember other than their names is their contraindications. I have found it easy to break down and think this through, but if my explanation isn't helpful, feel free to memorize or come up with your own. Hemabate is a prostaglandin, and prostaglandins are involved in inflammation. Asthma is an inflammatory reactive airway disease, and thus hemabate is contraindicated in patients with asthma. Methogen, or methyl organovine, is an ergot. Ergots are medicines that can be used to treat migraines because their vasoconstrictive actions counteract the widespread vasodilation seen in migraines. Thus, methergine is contraindicated in hypertension. After these additional meds that are in the quote-unquote red box, the next step up would be to put physical pressure on the blood vessels. One device that can be used to tampon on the vessels is a bockery balloon. This is inserted into the uterus and inflated to provide pressure. In a similar way, a compressive stitch can be used surgically. These stitches are called B-Lynch stitches. They're placed like overalls over the top of the uterus, which cinch down the uterus and try to compress it from the outside. Talking about the surgical compression sutures is an excellent segue into our other surgical options. If a patient is stable, one option is catheterization and uterine artery ligation with a coil. Uterine artery ligation can also be achieved surgically by placing bilateral stitches around the uterine arteries. These stitches are called O'Leary stitches. When I first heard about ligating the uterine artery, my mind first went to a necrosing uteri since we were cutting off the main blood supply. However, I was reassured that during pregnancy, many anastomoses are created, and these are sufficient to supplying blood to the uterus. Ligating the artery does not cut off the blood supply completely, but simply decreases the amount of blood available in an attempt to stop the bleed. The final and most drastic surgical option for postpartum hemorrhage is removing the source of bleeding entirely by performing a hysterectomy. In summary, postpartum hemorrhage is defined as an estimated blood loss of greater than or equal to 1,000 milliliters. The four T's are tone, trauma, tissue, and thrombin, with the most common being uterine acne, as identified by an enlarged, soft, boggy uterus. Options for management include fundal massage, high-dose oxytocin and cytotec per rectum, emptying the bladder, performing a bimanual exam, Our other medications includes transexaminic acid, hemabate, which is contraindicated in asthma, and methargen, which is contraindicated in hypertension, compressive devices or stitches, uterine artery ligation, and ultimately hysterectomy. While I hope that you don't see this often on the wards, it is an important concept to understand.